I'm going to read this morning from three verses of Scripture. First of all, I want you to turn to Luke chapter number 2. And then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 2. And then we're going to go back to Luke chapter 24. The choir is saying today how great our joy. And I want to echo that today, the joy of the Lord. It is our strength. It is not happiness that comes through the circumstances of life. But it's the deep, settled peace knowing that Christ is our Lord and our Savior. Luke chapter number 2 this morning in verse number 10. Luke chapter 2 in verse number 10. And the angels said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of what? Great joy, which shall be to all people. Come back now to Matthew chapter number 2, and again the 10th verse. Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 10. Matthew 2 verse 10 said, And when they saw the star, speaking of the wise men, And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with, say it with me, exceeding great joy. Now go back to Luke's gospel again and come to the last chapter, chapter number 24. Luke 24, and let's look at the 52nd verse. Luke chapter 24, verse number 52. Luke twenty four fifty two, and they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem. Sit with me now, with great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. That little term, great joy, is mentioned three times in the life. Of our Lord Jesus. You know there are three things. Or should I say three truths. Associated with Christmas. All three of these things. All three of these truths. Is what the world really needed. And these three truths. Or these three things. Is not only what the world really needed. But it was only what God could bring. Through his son the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe those three things or those three truths are light, hope, and peace. You think what a treasure that that is today. Light, hope, and peace. And ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus came in Bethlehem that silent night, The world had never needed light, hope, and peace any more than it did at that day. Not only moral darkness, political darkness, but spiritual darkness had engulfed the land. The last book of the Bible is the book of the last book of the Old Testament is the book of Malachi. And when Malachi lays down his pen, there are 400 years of prophetic silence 
from the last book of the Old Testament to the first book of the New Testament, 400 years of spiritual silence. Malachi is the only book in the Bible that I know that begins with the curse and ends in a curse. As far as I know, it's the only book of the Bible that contains what I've called the double curse. God said, if you rob me of my tithes and offerings, not only will I curse you, but I will curse you with a curse. They had profaned the name of the Lord. They had transgressed the laws of God. And brother, the days of Malachi were very sinful and they were very dark. And when he lays down his pen, 400 years of spiritual darkness follows. The world had never been more religious, spiritually, moral, dark than it was when Jesus came. But I'm glad after years and years of darkness, the glory of the Lord lit up the Judean sky. And that little silver star stuck its finger over the manger and said, Light has come. Because he was and he is and always will be the light of the world. Think about hope. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Hope. Why, they had no idea that there was life after death. They had no idea of a heaven and a rapture and a reunion and a resurrection. Well, the world lay in the middle of hopelessness. Oh, but when Christ came, he brought hope. And he always has been and he always will be. Jesus Christ, the hope of the world. In fact, he is that blessed hope. And glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He brought the light. He brought hope. But I believe the third thing associated with Christmas that the world needed that only Christ could bring is peace. Peace. It seemed like when Jesus came the first time, there was no peace on earth. And I'll be honest with you, if you've been looking at the news lately, there's not much peace on this earth in which we live. Several years ago, one of my favorite hymn writers wrote a great song, The only real peace that I have, dear Lord, is in you. But I'm glad the world needed peace, and I'm glad Jesus is the peace bringer. I'm glad he is the peace speaker. I'm glad he is the peacemaker. I'm glad he is the peace giver. I'm glad he is the peace sustainer. He is the peace of God that passeth all understanding. That's why we celebrate Christmas because light has come. That's why we celebrate Christmas because hope is come. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, because peace has come. The Prince of Peace, the God of Peace, the Mediator of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. In elementary school, I learned that one, two, and three, and you add one more, and you got four. 
And I got to thinking this week, if you've got light, and you got hope, and you got peace, if you added those three wonderful truths together, what do you have that you could sum up in one word? Joy. I promise you, where there is no light, there'll be no joy. Where there is no hope, there'll be no joy. Where there is no peace, there will be no joy. But I'm glad when you've got the light of the world, the hope of the world, and the peace of God, that brings joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's not a mere happiness that we get from some euphoric idea that swells up in our heart. But it's knowing that we know Christ and our sins are forgiven and we have a home in heaven. Thank God for not just joy, but great joy. And the Bible said in our text, exceeding great joy. You know what the Bible says about our joy? Tells us the person of our joy. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they sang at his birth. Because when Christ came to break the chains of sin and pave the debt of sin, the joy bells begin to ring. And I'm going to name something today when he comes into your heart and emancipates you from the chains of sin and forgives you of your sin and erases your past and gives you a home in heaven, thank God I'm glad those joy bells still ring. The Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. How do Christians walk through the hard times and the disappointments and the setbacks of life and keep on going because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know what the Bible said about our joy? Because we've been bought with the price, because we've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. Simon Peter said it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Jesus said in John chapter 15 about our joy, he said it's my joy. It remains in you. And I want my joy in you to not only remain, but I want it to be full. I wonder how many of God's people today are running on a full tank of high-octane joy. I'm glad when light comes and peace comes. I'm glad when hope comes, it brings joy. The joy of the Lord, the joy of sins forgiven, the unspeakable joy knowing that Christ has come. We've accepted him and he's coming again one day in the clouds of glory. This morning I've read three places where that little phrase, great joy is mentioned in the life of Christ. The first one I read this morning is when the angels, are given a message to those shepherds. Those shepherds had been out on that field many, many nights watching their flocks, but that night, and I know we like to call it a silent night, but I really don't think it was silent at all. When the heavens burst forth with the angels of God, 
that sing from a land where everybody sings on key. Joy to the world. And as the angel gives those shepherds the message that Emmanuel has come, Christ has come, God has come, the Savior has come. The Bible said they rejoice with great joy. I want to say this morning, great joy to the coming Christ. Great joy to the Christ who came to fulfill the laws of God, to meet the demands of God's holiness, to be our master, to be our shepherd, to be our Lord, and to be our Savior. Hallelujah! Christ has come. And great joy to the coming Christ. The second time it's mentioned in Matthew's chapter 2, his account of the birth of Christ was the wise men. And I I beg you today, I, I behoove you today, please do not get in a theological argument with me. You're not with me because I'm not going to stand and listen. But don't do it to anybody else arguing about how old Jesus was when the wise men came. If that was important, God would have told us how old Jesus was when the wise men came. And before you try to figure out how old Jesus was when the wise men came, figure out why you're not old enough to be wise yourself. My granddaughter had a very theological question. She said, Granddaddy, why did the wise men bring things to a baby that he doesn't need? He doesn't need gold and frankincense and myrrh. He's a baby. Why did they bring things the baby didn't need? And her mother, Joanna, being rebellious, Being a smart aleck. Says that's what wise men do. They bring stuff that nobody needs. So to my granddaughter and my daughter and my wife and all of the women alive, bless God, go buy your own present. You know what you need. I'm not bitter about it. I didn't hear that. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Yea, all those that have God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, we're having a good time. But when those wise men saw the star, when they came with their gifts and worshipped baby Jesus, the Bible said they returned with great, exceeding joy. I want to say great joy to the coming Christ, but great joy to the chosen Christ. That was not just any baby laying in that manger. It was the chosen of God before the foundation of the world. God Himself incarnate the chosen Savior. Jesus Christ brings not just joy, but great joy, exceeding great joy. In the Old Testament, 
You read about the hands of God, the eyes of God, the arm of the Lord, even the lips of God, the mouth of God, even the feet of God. But nobody, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, all of them, the psalmist, talked about the arms, the hands, the feet, the mouth, the eyes, the lips of God. But they never saw it. Oh, but the night. Glory. That Jesus was born in that manger for the first time. Mankind saw the feet and the hands and the eyes and the arms and the lips of God. Because that little baby in that manger was the same one that thundered from the burning bush. I am that I am. It's the same one that walked around the walls of Jericho and said, I am the captain of God's salvation. He's the same one that shielded the Hebrew boys in the fire, walked around in the midst of the fire. Can I remind you, he's more than a stranger of Galilee, and he's more than the suffering servant of Jehovah. He is the chosen Christ, the celebrated Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Great joy to the coming Christ, to the chosen Christ. Then I thought it interesting The last time in the life of Christ, this phrase, great joy was mentioned, was not at his birth. It was not at his baptism. It was not when he had victory over the wilderness temptation. It was not when he performed his first, second, third, fourth, or fifth miracle. It wasn't in the messages he preached, the miracles he performed, the people that he healed. It wasn't at the Sermon on the Mount. It wasn't in Gethsemane. It wasn't even at Calvary. But the third and final time this phrase, great joy, is mentioned in the life of Christ is in Luke 24, on the other side of the cross. And I love saying this, and on the other side of the empty tomb. Praise the Lord. And surely this morning to the coming Christ, we can say, great joy, Christ has come. And we can say, great joy to the chosen Christ, not just any Christ, but the Christ. But can I remind you today, if all he did was be born of a virgin and live a sinless life and even die, the world would still be without light and still be without hope and still be without Peace. But I'm glad early one Easter Sunday morning, up from the grave, he arose. And the light will never go out. And the hope will never be depleted. And the peace is still offered. And the joy bells in heaven ring forever because Christ conquered death and hell and the grave. Great joy because he came. But great joy because... He lives again. Great joy to the coming Christ. Great joy to the chosen Christ. And great joy to the conquering Christ. Joy.
If you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, make a manger in your heart for the Holy Spirit to conceive in you the Christ child. And as he had his birth, and you had your physical birth, you can have a spiritual birth. Christ can be born in you. And you can sing with the wise men and the shepherds, joy, great joy, and exceeding great joy. Let's stand together. Father in heaven, we love you.